Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. And we have two great guests in studio with us. And we'll get to both Marion McNabb and Randy McCaffrey in just a moment. But first, a reminder that this podcast is available on the iTunes network, on iHeartRadio, on Audioboom. And a video recording is available on the brand new CannabisMultimediaNetwork.com and the WeedTube Dot com. As always, our flagship station is clnsmedia.com. That's where you will find In the Weeds and all the past episodes as well. As always, this program is supported by our friends at Revolutionary Clinics, now with two locations to serve you, where the patient always comes first in Cambridge and in Somerville. They're now offering infused beverages at their locations in Massachusetts. And remember, they always have uh, educational nights on their Somerville location and now coming to Cambridge as well. To find out more about Revolutionary Clinics, log on to revolutionaryclinics.org. You can find them at 67 Broadway or 110 Fawcett Street in the Fresh Pond area of the Republic of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Right now, I do want to welcome in Marion McNabb and Randy McCaffrey uh, for coming in today. I thank you so much. Yeah. By the way, I totally understand now why it's C3RN. Yes. <laughs> it's a bit wordy. I get it. Yeah, it is a bit wordy. The, the whole thing is ca- cannabis community research. Community care and community research. Community care and research. Networks. Yep. So cannabis community care and research network. Uh, Three C's and then an RN. <laughs> Three C's and then an RN. That yeah. works well. And... Uh, Appreciate you guys coming in today. Um, we've talked in the past. We've met in the past. And I, and I really do uh, love it when people make the effort to come in because the, the sound of the studio is really paramount as far as a podcast goes. Because if you want to listen to something, you want it to make sure it sounds good. Yeah, and there are a lot of podcasts out there that don't sound so good, let's <laughs> just say. Well, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thanks so much. Excited to be here. Well, that's very cool. So you have—I called you a legend. I hope you were comfortable with that. Thank you. I was like a little. It makes me blush. Um, (laughs) But based on your bio, I was like, "Holy moly!" Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, rather than me reading and then embarrass yourself? Basically, Uh, is what I'm saying. You're too kind. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So yeah, my background is in uh, global public health. So um, I have about over a little over 15 years of experience working in Africa, primarily on. HIV AIDS topics in clinical medicine and public health uh, using technologies and innovative ways of training um, to get the word out for HIV, maternal health, family planning. It feels like you know, a decade ago, but it was only two years ago that I did that. Um, yeah, so I have a doctorate in public health and a master's in public health. And she says it so easily. But <laughs> I have a doctorate. I have a doctorate. Yeah, yeah, that's what I have. Got a lot of initials after my name. But, uh, it certainly, it certainly works out great. Um, and well, thank you again. And, and that is quite an impressive resume. Randy, tell me about how the two of you co-founded this research, this community care. Your, Yes. Yeah, so um, my my background is actually quite different. Um, I come from the construction world um, in New England, old homes, restoration, renovation. But I've been building little secret bookshelf cultivation rooms for about that same amount of time, and been an activist in the space. And uh, Marion and I actually met uh, through the music scene. I'm a musician myself, and um, right after she left her global health career, in, cannabis became legal in in Massachusetts, and um, I had already been in the industry in building cultivation facilities and that kind of thing. And, you know, we got together and started talking about where the gaps really were in um, in cannabis and in the industry itself and what was really needed to 
make a solid change in the creation of this industry because it only you only legalize once, right? So you know we really kind of put our heads together to try to you know find that that missing gap. Yeah, and and Marion, I've had a medical card for three years, really since the inception of the program. But it really seems now that rec is here, adult use is available to Massachusetts residents and anybody else who goes over the state line. Mm-hmm. We don't have to say that they do that, but we right. know that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it seems like there's getting more and more attention to the cause. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as well? I mean, you know, after all, it was three years, and all of a sudden rec happens, and then you know we open up Cultivate and Netta and. Off yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you think there, and your question really about the medical program? Yeah. Yeah, I really, um, last night we were at, I was at an event uh, led by MPAA actually and was able to hear um, about their thoughts and the speaker's thoughts. And uh, Commissioner Britt McBride was there actually. And so it was, uh, she talked about the medical program and what the Cannabis Control Commission is interested in doing for the next year, which is very heartwarming for mm-hmm. me. Removing patient fees, removing patient waiting times to get your cards. I got renewed for two years. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's great. great. No, I, that's I was really like, great. oh, you're you're all set through twenty to through twenty twenty. Oh, that's well, that's nice of them. I'm not sure if that uh, maybe I just screwed that up. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that's really good to hear. That's really great. Yeah. That reduces the you know the 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 burden and the barrier to entry. Um, and the other thing that that Commissioner McBride spoke about was the research license, which is you know sort of the genesis of our company, as yeah. Randy sort of alluded to. We set off to really try and fill those gaps um, in in research in Massachusetts and really advocate for that. Um, And that, you know, being a support to the medical program. Um, You know, there's a lot of, you know, clinicians are, you know, the endocannabinoid system and basic cannabis pharmacology and science isn't included in the medical, you know, education, clinical education right now, wide stream. So we advocated for that to happen so that, you know, while keeping a strong medical program for our patients, patients first, Mm -hmm. um, you know, then we also should really educate our healthcare providers. How about educating the public, gang? Yeah, there you go. Okay. I don't know if you've been following the story over the past week with Acreage Holdings, the company that John Boehner's involved with. We certainly have. Here they were with, by the way, they had plenty of money to spend on a Super Bowl commercial, which goes for $5.2 million for a 30-second commercial. It was a 60-second public service announcement. And then, you know, CBS denied that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be talking about that, by the way, in my little news dabs thing. I was adamant. I was very upset about it. Yes. I wrote a blog about it. Yes. And and it just shows you how far we still have to go. Yes. yes. And I, I just, I am so in awe of Acreage. And that was I the moment I saw that uh, commercial. I mean. It's powerful. It was such so a moving. Yeah. Powerful. Okay. Such a hang moving. on. This is a great time for me to plug the Cannabis Multimedia Network because cool. I even put a little message to Acreage. CBS doesn't want your money <laughs> and I'll run it for free. Because yeah. <laughs> it's a public, a it's a public service announcement and it's right on my homepage if you scroll down. Great. Excellent. Excellent. And I'm that going after be. John Boehner. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, got, in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, I, want to, I, want, I want to talk to him. I want to interview him. And yeah. I can do it on Skype if I have yeah. to. So, no, um, I'm educating the public, yeah. creating public service announcements. Why don't we see this? Yeah. Why aren't we seeing this? Yeah. I, I think, well, with the leadership of Acreage, I mean, that's that needed that bold move, you know. Um, and the way they did it, I'm really excited. I'm writing a blog on Sunday, actually. I'm going to sit at the Super Bowl and count how many commercials are for alcohol or for <laughs> other prescription drugs or for Viagra. <laughs> and then write a blog about that and really challenge why that ad was refused. I think we do need more of that. And that kind of leads into a lot of our work, actually, and our research study that we launched last year which is really focused on citizen science. So C3RN and UMass Dartmouth launched an open cannabis consumer and patient survey. 
So it's an anonymous survey where you can fill it out and then you see your answers immediately compared to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is drive not only when you do science, do you publish in an academic journal, but we really need to get that information back down to the people. So we partnered with actually Revolutionary Clinics is one of our leading partners. Yep. They're awesome. They're amazing. As we all know. Yep. They're amazing. Yep. Yep. And uh, really, really committed to um, medical cannabis, health, wellness, veterans health. They're a fantastic, fantastic dispensary. Um, so we partnered with them, also with Basque and American and South Coast and INSA in Western Mass. And then we had the, their clients to, and patients take the survey. And then we went and did patient events where we reviewed the data back down with the patients that filled it out and heard some of the most powerful stories. And that way we could then say, now you ha have this information at the local level, now you be a citizen of change right. and go and advocate. This is, this is one of the reasons why I created my little multimedia network because as a former member of the media and now current because I'm now mm -hmm. the founder of this network, um, you know, I couldn't make it at the network level, so I created my own. Hey, hey. that's right, <laughs> happy to be here. That's right, happy to be here. And, and we're pro-cannabis because those stories are not being told. Randy, right. that must be so frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating, but I mean, just to give you an idea of one of the stories, you know, one of our data points was um, the, the, the actual um, question was, you know, are you actually trying to reduce your prescription medication using cannabis? And in statewide, it was around 63%. At this one specific um, facility, it was 71%. And we were uh, during the patient um, appreciation day, this kid came up to me and he was 25 years old and he had gotten in a car accident and had been on all kinds of cocktails and medications for three years. And I showed him that data point and he starts crying and he gives me a hug and I'm like, what is data? I mean, what do you mean? And he said, well, you might've saved my relationship with my mother. She thinks I'm just addicted to another, another drug. And when really I can show her now that three quarters of the other people here are actually trying to do the same thing. And we, we all know Stephen Mandilli, who was the first handpicked customer yeah. uh, to, to buy a recreational adult use uh, bunch of stuff, if you will. We yeah. think gratefully so. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And he he's had quite a story. I mean, he told me he was on something like 17 opioids mm -hmm. and got rid of all of them. Yeah. And, and we all know that at the federal level, it continues to be illegal, but there is definitely movement now in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. with a Democratic-led U.S. House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. There's been a bunch of bills being filed. The Attorney General nominee, William Barr, mm -hmm. has stated that he will not be going after states, which is kind of uh, what this Cole memo was all about. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, Jeff Sessions said, oh, no, no, we're going to enter. He's gone now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. It's one down. Got one a down. big one to go. But that's yeah. another story. I don't want to get into that one. Um, so it does seem like there is a lot of movement mm -hmm. in this industry. Um, the one thing I will give the Cannabis Commission a big, big um, shout out to is making sure that the growers of the dispensaries have 35% reserved for medicinal yes. Yeah, That absolutely. had to make you pretty happy to absolutely. hear that. Yeah, we, we advocated for that yeah. along, with, along with the MPA crew there, definitely. Did yeah. you find this stuff, did you find that process where you were actually advocating on behalf of patients? Did, were they listening? Yeah, I actually really do think they listen. I actually really do, well, and the, I'm really grateful. Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, well, they at least look like they're listening first. But, right. um, you know, we did see some change, and, you know, we you know we advocated. We must have testified 30 times last year um, for the research licenses to be put in the regulatory framework, and they're in. So, uh, you know, we do believe they 
they hear your voice. It's one thing about being in the Commonwealth is it's everything's public and they have to listen to you here. And it's unique and amongst other states, you know. Right. Well, you know, the whole thing, this United States of America thing, it it, it started. Here. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just in case you didn't yeah. remember that yeah. from the days in school. Yeah. Um, and I always talk about that too. Um, you guys run a lot of educational events, seminars, discussions. Um, this is a good opportunity for you to, to explain a little bit how you, you lead with the science and research mm-hmm. um, because everybody will listen to science and research mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, I've been using it for years, and of course it kills my pain. Of course it makes me easy. But they want documentation. Right, right. You're, and obviously now you have it. Right. We're working towards that. Yeah, last year we held an, an event series, six events, um, and this year we're launching another event series that I'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the events are sort of really aiming to, to level up the conversation, professionalize it, um, and try and bridge communities. Uh, so making it making cannabis accessible, informative, and high-quality high educational content. So we're looking at outreach at our events for academic sectors, healthcare providers, cannabis industry, consumers and patients, and those that have been in the community. So it's kind of hard to mix all those worlds together, but I feel like we did a pretty good job yeah. last year. And there's a, a pretty good rationale for why we wanted to do this. People have been operating in the industry for decades, on, you know, looking over their shoulder, cultivating the medicine that we now have right. and that is now legal and accessible. Um, and there's a wealth of knowledge around and with those people that should be highlighted and, you know, sort of protected and also have an opportunity in the industry, especially given big industry coming in. We really, that's that's the core part of our, our community care of our mm-hmm. research network. <laughs> yep. uh-huh. um, and, you know, and so these events also, you know, are sort of, um, bringing, bringing that groups in, into the light and connecting with academics who also may be curious but may not be able to do studies or want to have an outlet where they want to do some research but they don't want to put their academic institution at risk yeah, or right. a healthcare provider that yeah. wants to learn. Yeah, right now everybody's sort of acting in these silos and, you know, our, our general like, thought process is to bring them together in an ecosystem, you know, through our network. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the Weeds is a podcast produced at the studios of Little Park Media in Wellesley, Massachusetts, for the listening enjoyment of our audience. None of the opinions or advice on this program should be considered medical advice or a substitute for seeing a certified medical marijuana practitioner or your local physician. All opinions and thoughts on this show do not necessarily represent the management of CLNS Media Group or Little Park Media.